Hello and welcome to this week's Poodle Podcast, View from the Vic, uh, with me, Richard Benet, and I'm joined as ever by Dominic Scare to discuss and chew the fat over the latest issues and news from the Vic, and there's been plenty of that over the past week or so since we last spoke to you here at the Hartlepool Mail. Obviously, we've had uh, confirmation, excuse me, finally, that Dave Chalner has um, put pen to paper on his new deal at the Vic, and a three-year one at that. Um, that came late on Friday night. I think me and Dom were just about to start enjoying our Friday nights, Dom, but... Um, <laughs> Finally done anyway, which is good. Um, obviously, that was ahead of the Exeter City draw at the weekend. News as well of a couple of um, additional board members coming into pools. Plus, the search for the assistant manager goes on. Um, and we'll have all the latest engineers as well from, from Dom shortly. He's been speaking to Dave Chalner at Maiden Castle this morning. Um, we're recording this on Wednesday, so nice and early in the week. Nice and early press conference from the pools boss ahead of the trip to Stevenage on Saturday. Um, plenty to discuss then, Don, but um, <clears throat> might as well start with the big news of the week. Dave Challenge's new deal, three years, signed and sealed. Um, obviously, there's a fair bit of confidence that that will be the case, although you obviously get a bit naturally twitchy the longer it goes on. Um, but so overall, what's your, what's your feelings now that uh, Challenge's finally finally committed to pools? Yeah, it's just breathe all, all, we can all breathe a sigh of relief now, really. It's been topic of conversation pretty much since promotion, Chalmers' future, well, even since before promotion, actually, the uh, back end of, of last season when Tranmere was searching for a manager, that's when it started to get the ball rolling, if you like. So, OK, we're approaching October now, but it's signed, sealed and delivered. And finally, three years, you can start looking forward and, and planning with a certain degree of consistency or uh, vision moving forward. I think uh, Chalna goes without saying since he's come in 18 months, well, nearly two years actually he's been here. Um, first full season in charge, promoted, just gets the club, gets the fans. I think he's probably been the best piece of business Raj Singh has done since acquiring the club back in 2018. And I think tying him down to the three-year deal was a no-brainer really. And there's always a confidence it will get done. Like I've said previously, I think you could probably go back as far as three weeks a month ago when Dave Chandler was sort of saying it was as good as done, where basically the personal terms were probably as good as agreed. It was just the fine details that needed, ironing out reassurances over certain things, back and forth between the legal representatives, things like that, uh, that just needed sort of fine-tuning. And like you said, the longer that went on, even as late as last Friday, when Dave Chalmer gave his pre-match press conference in the morning, not knowing that he'd be signing the contract later in the day, um, saying it's close, we're very close, but uh, still a few things needed sorting out. And then, like you say, I think, well, Dave Chalmer said this on the record, so I can't say it. Um, the plan was to actually announce Dave Chalmer on the Saturday, but for whatever reason, gets gets announced late, uh, seven thirty p.m. on a uh, on a Friday night, which um, was interesting. Let's say we were scrambling around. Well, I was scrambling around trying to get a story together um, in time. But hey, it's all done now, and uh, we can finally look forward with plenty of positivity because it has been a positive start to the season in general. Pools in a playoff place, and that contract being signed just just adds to that, and we can be optimistic for the remainder of the season, really, depending how things go. But huge plus just to have Dave Chalmers tied down. 
definitely. Yeah, I think there'll be a few bars in Church Street that might have done a bit of additional business on Friday night when <laughs> the uh, when the news was confirmed. Um, it's obviously a three-year deal. Um, we all know the life um, life shelf, is that the right word? <laughs> managers at this level. So, um, you know, I don't think anyone's too far ahead, are they? Including Dave Chalmer, really. But like you say, it's a good foundation from which to build now and obviously results over the next uh, few years will we'll determine uh, how long he's at the club anyway. So we wish David Chandler all the very best. Hopefully he's there for, for the long term. It'd be great if he could see out those three years. It'd be even better if he could lead Pools to promotion. Another one at some point as well over the next couple of years. Um, Pools well placed in League Two then. I'm not really saying for a promotion push this year. I think most of us would settle for mid-table safety and um, help them rebuild the club on and off the pitch. But the Pools have started really well, haven't they, Dom? Um, Obviously, winning run came to an end on Saturday at the Vic. Um, point of felt with Exeter City, but Exeter no mugs, one of the better teams in League Two. Um, tough test and one that Pools competed well with. Yeah, I was impressed with them, particularly the first half hour. I'd say I'd say it was one of after a few subpar performances, a bit despondent performances, to be honest. Um, in the previous matches, Oldham, Sutton away, even Bristol Rovers, uh, the home game before that. Didn't really get going an awful lot, but to be fair, they came out the traps really well against Exeter last weekend. Put them um, under pressure from the off, really, and scored a really good goal through Luke Monnier. Good to see him get his first goal in the EFL. Certainly deserves it, given the opportunities he's been given and how hard he's been working over the summer to play in various different positions and got a chance up front against Exeter and, and certainly took it and I'd expect him to remain in the side certainly for the weekend at least but yeah good performance certainly the first half hour after that Exeter their quality their experience did start to shine through slightly they created a few chances had a let off probably 10 minutes before um, Exeter actually got the equaliser and then the equaliser came a slightly poor goal from Pools' perspective another cross into the box I think Jamie Sterry probably feel he should have done better blocking the cross and Zane Francis Angle probably a yard or two from, from his man um, to concede. And then the second half, a bit of a sort of non-entity really. Um, not a lot of chances. Matty Daly had a shot on target, but other than that, not a lot from Pooza's perspective. Exeter had a couple of half chances, um, but nothing really to ride home about. And I think the 1-1 draw probably a fair result for both teams obviously it ends pools is perfect start of the season at the Vic but you look at it 21 games at Victoria Park 18 wins two draws and a defeat I mean still the best home record in England so um, it's great record just a shame they couldn't keep it going but got a game on Saturday now you want to sort of it's not been a bad run of form as such but one win in five haven't won in the last well, three games. They've drawn two, lost one. So you want to get back to winning ways in Stevenage, who aren't in the best form themselves. Um, certainly an ideal place to do that and look to pick up that first away win of the season. Indeed. Um, just going back actually to the to the weekend, um, obviously just prior to the game, there was good news about Dave Chandler's contract, but there was also some important news as well about a couple of additional board members. Um, arriving at the Vic, Adrian Bevington being one of them. I know he's been spotted at the Vic, hasn't he? Um, the last couple of games or so, or certainly the last home game prior to Saturday. Um, good couple of appointments, Dom, and what's your kind of understanding of what their role will will be in the coming weeks and months? Yeah, good appointments. I think it's just nice to see 
appointment structure, actual hierarchy of pools, because like Stephen Hobin, the CEO, sort of alluded to previously, it's been very, I don't know what the word really, not being particularly clear, a bit murky behind the scenes in terms of what who's doing what, what the hierarchy is after Raj Singh. And I, I said that when they appointed uh, Stephen Hobin, it's nice to see a bit of structure and direction. And this only adds to that. Obviously, Adrian Bevington has plenty of experience um, higher up at, at, at the likes of Middlesbrough, player recruitment, stuff like that. I think his, his role, I think non-executive director is his title. So he won't be proper um, executive board member or anything like that but he'll help obviously from a player recruitment side of things has a big presence in the northeast links to Middlesbrough of course so finding that sort of relationship between the big sort of three northeast teams will be important in terms of pools not only first team structure but building up the academy again they're looking to get that set up um, once again, having sort of torn it away um, season before last. And uh, that's going to be important. And Lee Rust's role pretty much not changed, I don't think. He's been at the club, not in an official role, but as in an advisory position. Now he's been appointed as a senior advisor, which is, for me, what he was pretty much doing anyway obviously now he's got an official title responsibilities do come with that but um he's someone who will again work with Dave Chalnow on the sort of financial contractual side of things signing players um again with the academy side of things in trying to bring more sustainability to the club having been promoted because the club's on a on a high on a upward curve as Dave Chalnow puts it at the moment and it's important you get the right people in to build on that and strike why that iron is hot and I think at the, at the moment previously it hasn't always been there but at the moment it's it's slowly but surely coming together and I think these two appointments in addition to Stephen Hoban as a CEO obviously the actions speak louder than words like I say but three people with experience coming in and then with the tools to hopefully um, push pools in the right direction or keep pushing pools in the right direction I should say. And there was great scenes, wasn't it, at the weekend, just, just on the back of the channel and stuff as well, just for the northwest corner and right across the ground, but particularly just in that corner with all the flags and banners and uh, great scenes as well at the end with uh, with Chalner. So, um, yeah, hopefully, as you say, pools are on a bit of an upward curve. We could certainly do with, a, with another win. Um, and they travel to Stevenage on Saturday. We'll be there through Dom, uh, providing you with all the usual coverage on the Hartcore Mail website. If you value what we do, then please do consider taking out a subscription. All the details, as ever, are on the Hartcore Mail website. Um, and we'll have all the build-ups for the game ahead of that as well. Um, Dom, you've been at Maiden Castle this afternoon, this morning, chatting to Dave. Chan, what's, what's the latest on the injury front? I know it's a couple of days ahead of the game, but uh, what, what was he? What was the mood amongst the camp? What's the latest injury news? Very positive, to be fair. Um, the injury news, David Ferguson, obviously being out with a calf, missed the um, Exeter game. He's returned to training today, so back in contention for the weekend. Obviously, Stevenage, a long away trip, sort of disrupts training slightly. This will be this Wednesday when we're recording. It'll be the last day Pools players will be in at Maiden Castle. They'll have Thursday off, then they're travelling down to Stevenage on the Friday. So they'll train partway or somewhere down to Stevenage on the Friday. But this is the last day in. So David Ferguson back on the grass today. 
Gab Hollahan, Dave Chandler used the word flying in terms of his progress, but it's still he's still not in full training. Let's say um, I saw him on the sidelines uh, today. He's doing running, uh, sort of directional running, but he said Dave Chandler needs to see him from a lateral perspective in terms of directional running, see how his groin injury sort of holds up with that. So unlikely to see him unless he obviously has a very quick turnaround. In terms of everyone else, Tyler Bury obviously out with a hamstring injury. Joe Gray is back in full training, so be careful with him. And obviously, Eddie Jones received an international call-up with uh, Wales under-21, so he's... Um, not he'll be fine for the weekend, but he, he got, joins up with the Wales team on the Sunday, so he won't be available for the two games after that: the Morecambe game and the Papa John's Trophy, and then the Northampton game uh, the following weekend. But then, obviously, a lot of information given about Gary Little and his Achilles tendonitis. Obviously, missed the game on Saturday with that. Had an injection. He's pretty much fine, Gary Little. He, he could effectively play, but. Uh, Chalner was sort of clear that he wants to give Little as long of a rest as possible, given the nature of his injury, his age. He said, if you can just leave Gary Little without the game for two weeks, he should be right, fully good to go. Whereas if you were to play him, even though if he was absolutely forced to, Chalner could play Gary Little and he's fit enough to, it could risk sort of having sort of setbacks down the line, if you like. So he said, it sounds strange, but the longer Gary Little is out, the better. And he said, in an ideal world, he'll miss the next three games. But after that, he should be really good to go. He said, worst case scenario, we may be forced to play him in the Northampton game next weekend. Should someone like Neil Byrne, who's on four yellow cards, pick up a yellow card, get suspended or any more injury issues. Gary Little could potentially play in that Northampton game, but in an ideal world, they won't get any of that and they can rest Gary Little solidly for two weeks and then you'll be back in action. Good stuff. Yeah, it was interesting, wasn't it, the insight from Dave Chandler around that and uh, he often speaks well on and in depth, doesn't he, around injuries and things like that. So uh, good for the Bulls fans to know exactly what the crack is on that front. Uh, we wish Gary Little uh, well over the next couple of weeks. And like you say, if he comes back and there's no issues after that, then that'll be... Uh, That'll be good ahead of the, the run up to Christmas when it's always a busy run of games. Um, cheers, Dom. I think that's pretty much everything for this week. You know, the main issues, unless there's anything else you'd like to chat about. <laughs> um, we'll let you crack on with some work. Um, Dom will be down at Stevens, as I say. Please, um, yeah, just follow our coverage in the mail and online over the next couple of days. And we'll be back next week with another Pooley podcast view from the Vic. Thanks for listening.